welcome to the Bippity Boppity Basics Podcast, a lifestyle podcast with a magical twist. I'm your host, Caitlin May, and I'm a self-proclaimed Disney adult and childless millennial who is obsessed with Harry Potter, Florida sunshine, and all things basic. Here on the podcast, I chat weekly about everything Disney, Harry Potter, theme park news, and navigating my basic late 20s life. Back Magical Basics. Happy Halloween. I hope your October has been magical and spooky. So let me know what your Halloween plans are by commenting on this video or reaching out to us on our socials. If you are listening, I would love to hear all about your plans. This week's guest was such a pleasure to hang out with, and I can't wait for you to hear her episode. But first, here is the Bippity Boppity broadcast. to Epcot Festival of the Arts dates have officially been announced. They are starting January 14th and lasting through February 21st. Disney on Broadway will also be returning for the festival. We are waiting on more details about who will be performing this year, but the minute we know, we will let you guys know as well. Insanely exciting news out of Epcot. Filming for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind has begun. The coaster seems to be nearly completed and the news of filming has us feeling hopeful that we will get a set in stone release date very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Moving over to the West Coast and to Disneyland, Disneyland's Christmas Parade has dates and times on the schedule now. It will be from November 12th through January 9th at 3 and 5.30 p.m. And surprising news, Disneyland Dream Key has officially sold out. Now, this is the only tier of the new annual pass system that included both free parking and no blackout dates. So the only remaining tiers for purchase are Believe, Enchant, and Imagine Key. Um, A breakdown of each tier is going to be linked down below if that is something you are interested in for Disneyland. On to Disney Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line has announced that they will have a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The float will look just like the Disney Wish and will include 15 Disney characters. The complete list of everything new coming to Disney Plus in November dropped a couple days ago, and we are here to tell you the highlights. Some of the most exciting titles include Jungle Cruise, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, Hawkeye, and the Beatles Get Back documentary. Disappointing news out of the Marvel Universe, several upcoming projects have all been given updated, delayed release dates. This includes Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That also includes the new Indiana Jones. I know that that is not in the Marvel Universe, but Disney has delayed production on that film as well. No news yet as to why for the delays, but as always, I will keep you updated. We've been waiting and it is finally here. We have a complete list 
of all of the character meet and greets returning to the Disney parks. Now, I will say, complete list does not mean a lot. (laughs) Complete list, in this case, means the barest of minimums. Magic Kingdom Park will get a Cinderella, Elena, Rapunzel, Tiana, and Mickey meet and greets. And Hollywood Studios will get Minnie and Disney Junior Pals. No meet and greets yet for Epcot or for Disney's Animal Kingdom. Sleigh rides are returning to Fort Wilderness from December 1st through the 30th. They're $75 per ride. And additionally, at the beginning of 2022, Fort Wilderness and Port Orleans will bring back horse-drawn carriage rides. Moving on to our basic news stories of the week. Goodbye Facebook and Hello Metaverse. Probably the dumbest news article this week is the upcoming rebrand of Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg wants to transition from Facebook being primarily social media to an entire metaverse, whatever that means to the average English speaker. No doubt that this has something to do with backing away from negative fake news press and lawsuits. I personally don't use Facebook anymore, but if you do, I would love to know what you think about all of this. Our last story of the broadcast, forget Groundhog's Day, Magic 8 Balls, and horoscopes. We now have a new way to tell if things are going our way or if today will be a great day. And that something is a 13-year-old pug named Noodle. (laughs) The latest TikTok trend is watching this little pug decide if it will be a no bones or a bones day. So be sure that you are tuning into TikTok to see if Noodle decides to stand up that day. And if it is a bones day, that is definitely something to celebrate. So that is it for this week's broadcast. Let's go into the interview portion of this episode. This was such a special episode for me to record. Um, My new friend Maya is the guest on the podcast this week, and she started out as a listener, and it was just one of the most fun conversations I have had in a long time, and for her to start off listening and to hear what Bippity Boppity Basics has meant to her was just so magical. So I'm very excited for you to hear this interview. Let's get on into the episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please, as always, share it with someone that you think would love it too. And I will see you next Wednesday. Let's get into the episode after our break. Maya, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is this is so special because I used to, not going to lie, I would always listen in when I was like going on a walk, going on a run, on the treadmill and like actually being able to, I don't know, talk with you here. It's like, it's just so, it's so crazy how that, how that works. Wait, that makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. That literally just brought me so much joy to actually like come full circle now and be able to interact with, um, with like a real listener. No, seriously. Like I would, I would be, especially during the winter. So I live in new England. So during, we had some rough storms these past couple years. And I remember listening in, especially this past winter, especially with quarantine, everything and all that stuff still happening. So I would listen in. It would be, I remember this vividly, very cold gray day, but I would still go out. I had my snow boots on. I was like, 
channeling Orlando. I was like, palm trees, sun, the castle. And then I would just listen in and it was, it was the best. Oh, that literally makes me so happy. That is like such a big goal to actually like have this pod bring like joy and magic to people, even if you aren't able to live here in Orlando and close to the magic. So that is just, that just warms my heart so much that you had that experience with us. And now you're here on the podcast. I know. I'm so like, I'm actually so excited. I still can't believe it's happening. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Well, I want to get into more about you. Let's hear more about Maya because you launched a podcast recently too. And that's something that's so exciting. I did. I know. I, again, still kind of surreal that all this stuff is happening. So, um, yeah, so a little bit about me, I recently just graduated college. Uh, I went to school. Thank you. I know it's, it's so funny. Like four years just goes by like in a snap. Um, but yeah, so I just graduated. Um, I went to school in new England. So I went to, um, study for business and also Spanish. I studied abroad. It was, it was a really an interesting time. And I found that my interests were really more aligned with anything creative, as you can tell by, um, well, the fact that I'm on a Disney and universal theme podcast, you know, it's very, most of my interests align more on the creative side. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like it's, I just find that like my creative side really flourishes. Um, but I love having some sort of business regimen behind it to kind of drive it. So the reason why I, why I started my podcast, um, is because I really wanted to dive into the craft of creation. And for me, I'm a writer. So I like to think about the craft of writing. So from novels and film development, but then I'm also a big pop culture, like geek and junkie. So that kind of, it, that infuses into storytelling as well, because that really is what mm-hmm. Disney is all about and what Universal yeah. is all about. It's an immersion factor and it's a story from the second you step on property. So that's why yeah. I think that they really go hand in hand. So it's kind of a mixed bag of a podcast by I started it and, um, really just being able to listen to so many other conversations, I really wanted to start having my own because I was like, it was almost as if I was listening to a podcast and then I would pause it to be like, oh, this is what I would say in this moment because I had this really good thought that I want to just add. So Mm -hmm. then I was like, I'm going to stop like talking to myself on my phone. And then also now we're just going to start our own podcast so that we can have these actual conversations. So I'm not just talking to no one. So it was kind of just, you know, all those all those forces in the universe has kind of collided all at once. And I think having some time off of being off of school really allowed me to dive into that. So I started picking up my writing a lot more, doing some really exciting projects and hopefully some things we brought to fruition very soon. So I'm just very excited, very excited to start, you know, the continue on with the podcast and also start my journey as um, news drop a DCP or I'm very excited about that. Very, oh, very new oh things gosh. happening. So it's a lot, but it's very exciting. And I'm just excited to be here and to talk Disney with you. Oh, I love it so much. I think my favorite thing about the concept of your podcast, though, is because it's such a mixed bag. Because Jonathan and I talk about this all the time. Um, and even one of our, one of the guests that we've had on the podcast already, she's a photographer here in Orlando. We were talking about just how vital it is to surround yourself with creatives, even if they're not in the same creative space as you. Like I might not be a writer, but it's still nice to surround yourself with someone in the creative writing space, but yet it's so hard to find and like, like it's it's hard to find a creator community. 
Um, especially when you're in a new city or, you know, you just are starting out in the creator world. Um, it can be really overwhelming to be like, okay, I know who my people are. I just need to find them now. Um, so I love that your podcast is basically like that. It can be that meeting point for other people. Like, oh my gosh, I loved what she had to say. I'm totally going to reach out to her. I would have never known she existed if Maya hadn't brought her on. Um, so I love that it's like a little mixed bag of creatives. Oh, thank you. No, and I hope that's what it really turns out to be. Because I think about it, you know, when you think of like a movie and how all that comes mm-hmm. together, of course, a lot of credit goes to the story creators. So the screenwriters, but then there's also set designers and prop enthusiasts and, you know, and directors and and extras. And it's like, you have all these different roles that really mm-hmm. make up the feeling that you know, gets transmitted when you actually see a final product of a movie, for example. So it's the same thing with creatives. I think it's just this wide community. And for me, I don't like pigeonholing myself into really anything. So yes, I am a writer, but I'm not just a writer of novels. I want, I'm a screenwriter. So, and then I also want to be a producer. So it's kind of just a mixed bag of roles that are all interconnected because they're all connected to the same source of storytelling and the why and the values and really just all connects into one to, to the same source, which is why I think that it's, you can't pigeonhole a creative anyway. So mm-hmm. that's why I yeah. kind of, it's kind of a cheat for me to be like, oh yeah, it's a mixed bag. So I get to, you know, pull <laughs> and pick and choose where I get to, you know, where my topics go. So that's why they like to range from kind of the technical and the tactical to something that's more, you know, kind of a personal interest of mine anyway. So Disney and immersion mm-hmm. and storytelling that way. So it really is all connected but I get, I use it as a cheat to be like, yeah, there's just multiple branches and we get to get a branch off and go in different directions. But that way it keeps it fun and fresh and interesting too. Yeah. I love that. So Disney obviously is such a huge passion and you told me something very exciting off camera just before this. So do you want to fill the listeners in on your very exciting news? Yes. So just recently, I got accepted to the Disney College program. Honestly, wasn't expecting it, wasn't really planning for it too much. I kind of just saw the application and I was like, this is one of those once in a lifetime things. And my mm-hmm. my fingers are just kind of on the keyboard. I was like, you know what, we're just going to resume. Mm, there we go. And then apply. And then a couple of days later, it was an acceptance. And I just kind of stood there and I was like, I don't really know what to do with this, but I'm really excited. So then and then I think it was just like that moment when you get news and then you kind of just freeze up. So then, you know, 20 minutes later, I kind of digested that. And I was just like, wow, oh my God, this is actually happening. And then everything's kind of snowballed from that. And um, I still really don't know what I'm doing yet. So things are kind of still like on the down low, I guess, with that. But um, I'm, it just, it's so exciting to, to know that I have friends down there that are actually in the program right now. So I have friends I'm already going to see and then new friends I'm going to meet. And I'm just so excited because I remember going, actually, we were talking off camera about our love of, our shared love of Figment. I remember being yeah. in a Figment, um, like coming off the ride and going right into the gift shop when I was younger and some girl was working at the register and she was saying, yeah, I get to spend my whole semester here at Disney. And I was like, oh, I would love to do that. And then once, you know, I just graduated college, so I don't have to worry about classes. I can just enjoy yeah. myself. So I'm really excited. I am, it's one of those things that you don't necessarily plan for, but when it happens, mm-hmm. it kind of just has this magical aura around it. So I don't know. It's, it's again, it's still so fresh and so new that I still can't fully like believe it yet. I don't know. It's, it's bizarre, but I'm excited. And it's in less than 
20, 20 days now I, I head off to Florida. So I'm very excited. I'm not going to miss the New England cold. I love New England, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm, I'm okay with having with like, you know, not doing a blizzard this year. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, and you're, you're kind of getting out just in time. Yeah. I'll miss fall. I mean, I love fall. So I'm going to try and get mm-hmm. as much fall as I can, you know, go apple picking, do the pumpkin patch. But after that, I'll be like, okay, once it gets cold and dreary and the sun sets at like three, I'm, eh, I'm out. Like I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Have you, have you gotten any details? Like, do you know your work assignment? Like where you'll be, what park? We don't know that yet. I, there's a chance I'll probably be, I mean, they kind of like slip us some information during our onboarding that it's, it's not exact yet. And everything's always still to be determined and can change, but mine yeah, right now sure. says sales and merchandise. So I might be in merchandise, which I'm actually very excited about. Very, very excited yes. about. So hopefully, you know, that kind of stays in that, in that area. Um, again, anything can happen, but I'll definitely keep you updated with what happens on on that. Oh my gosh. Yes. I I am manifesting the figment gift shop for you. I know, right? I like, like I'm like, I'm there. The like, give me the rainbow. Give me the little, dragon ears. Yes. <laughs> that would be the most perfect little full circle moment is you. Wouldn't it? Like, oh my gosh. If I was an Epcot, like, mm, that's it. That's the end of the day for me. I'm I'm there. Right. I Honestly, I have heard that that park is like the place to work. Like all of my friends who've done DCP and who have worked at Disney are like, yeah, like shoot for Epcot if you ever, yeah, <laughs> like if you ever try and come on. I'm like, that's fair. But it's also, one of my like, favorite parks. Definitely one of my favorite parks. Oh, I think one thousand percent. Probably my top two. If I had to choose like two, two of my favorite parks in Florida, it'd probably be my my top two. What would be your other one? I feel like I, I feel like it would be Magic Kingdom would be my first mm-hmm. one, but like. Yeah, I think if I was just doing Disney, I would say Magic Kingdom and Epcot were my first two, though they would be tied, I think, actually, now that I think, yeah, now that I think about it, they would both be tied, because I can't really decide between the both, between both, I was kind of one of those, I mean, for younger, I know a lot of people say don't bring younger kids necessarily to Epcot if, you know, you want them to have, like, I guess, an enjoyable time or to be, you know, consistently entertained, but I kind of disagree with that, um, because I think that, you know, not all kids need, you know, are all kids are different and every kid has a different interest. So when I was younger, I really loved the cultural aspects of world showcase. Mm-hmm. I could spend, I remember being nine years old and being like, I want to go to the English tea shop and get tea. That was like, you know, $20, like more than what I probably could get at the grocery store, but like, whatever right. it was, you know, it was like every kid has something different um, that interests them. So I always loved going there when I was younger and because they kind of had that nostalgia factor, um, you know, my first trip, that's what kind of, snowballed into it being a top favorite and I mean I love Animal Kingdom and um, Hollywood Studios too but I think Magic Kingdom and Epcot for me were always my favorites just for out of personal interest yeah for sure so your favorite Disney park let's talk about your favorite Disney film it's so hard. It's also hard now because they own like half of everything. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, they own that and they own that or they bought that. So I'm going to stick with like memory childhood films that I would always watch because what they acquire now is their own thing. So what used to be not Disney and now is Disney, I'm not going to count because that's just. Yeah, true. that's fair. That's there, fair. There's so much. Um, So I think for me that I would always watch as a kid, very funny. Um, My siblings and I we would have so I was in I'm in the unique Gen Z phase where it's like 
I grew up with iPhones, but we also grew up with VHS tapes and DVDs. So like we we have the mixed bag, you know, so we got the, like, we're still a little bit nineties and a little bit early two thousands. So we're that like unique group in between that kind of got the mix of both. So we would have like our, you know, the bookcase of VHS tapes and DVDs, mostly VHS at the time. And we would always kind of pick like three that we would all really want. So me, my sister, my brother, and then we would all close our eyes and have to like shuffle them around and then pick one. So I don't know why we always, we always land on a one. Um, we always have like the same three in the same stack. So it'd be like Little Mermaid, Aladdin and The Lion King, obviously like Renaissance phase. So like probably like better, the better movies in my opinion. Um, right, so 100%. I think, I think the one that I would probably land on the most for my favorite would be Aladdin. Um, I think it's just because I love Jasmine. Cause I kind of thought she was like, um more confident than a lot of the other Disney mm-hmm. princesses than, than sure. others. so I think she just had more sass and I really like that but then also the music um just kind of swept me away and I think I that's probably like the music I could listen to like put that on like while you're in the shower and just jam out to it and then also in Disneyland they used to have I don't know if they still have it anymore they had um so live performances of Aladdin a lot of the times I can't remember what the theater's name was, but it was in um, California Adventure, actually. So they would have live performances of Aladdin, and it was just one of those, like, Broadway-level caliber shows that was absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing. And it just brought it to life in a different way. So I think, for me, those stories always kind of connected. And I always wanted to be Jasmine for Halloween, too, because I loved her outfit and her, like, I just loved it so much. Um, Yeah, I think it'll be Aladdin now that I'm really thinking about it, because I love it in live action, and I love it animated. I think it can be just done so many ways. I really think there's something about the Renaissance um, period of Disney films that really just changed things. Yes, I agree. I was going to ask you what you felt about the live action Aladdin. Mm, yeah, that one's actually different. I love Will Smith. I think Will Smith made it for me. The rest of it, I mean, I could go either way. It, was, it, was, it wasn't my favorite live action that they've done for films but or like adaptation of films. But um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't not enjoy it. I heard other people were like, yeah, we turned it off halfway through. I was like, I wouldn't do that because like Will Smith is awesome. Yeah, I like, yeah, I did not get that vibe. Like, was I obsessed with it? No, but like, I thought it was great. I thought it was pleasant. Will Smith was a very like pleasant surprise um, because it's so hard to walk to walk in Robin Williams shoes. Um, so like he already had more than his work cut out for him um on top of the pressure of everybody being like oh well he's no robin williams you know um and i liked the feminist aspect that they gave jasmine like i feel like even more so in the live action yeah definitely they definitely made it a point in the live in the live action to like make her more feminist but um again it was just like the overall vibe was good i would i watched it but it wasn't something that i would always return to I think for me also live action when it's it's really hard for me for live action to top the original it's like anything it's hard for anything to like top another thing that you already have such Mm -hmm. a connection to um but that doesn't mean it's not good and great quality I think actually one of the my favorite things about the live action was the ending scene um it was almost like the credit scene because it you know how like when you're watching like musicals and at the end they do like the cheering the bowing but it's usually to like a song and that's what felt like it was like they were doing I can't remember what song they were doing it to but there was it was like the dancing and the fun and I I think it just brings a liveliness out of it so I think that's probably why Mm -hmm. I love that movie and or just why I really connect to it always just because there's 
just a consistent thread of something that brings it back, whether it's the music or the characters and the emotion. I think that was probably one of my, yeah, it's probably one of like my most like formative movies I ever, you know, watched and we'll keep going back to. Yeah. No, I love that. So let's pivot to, LOL, pivot. It's a friend's theme. I just got that. Um, I did not mean to do that. But let's talk about Harry Potter now. Um, what I, I would love to know what your Hogwarts house is. So, okay. I didn't really get into Harry Potter until I was a little bit older because when I was younger, I don't know what it was. I either had trouble reading the books or couldn't get into them or thought they were too like scary. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't have like the affinity for it until maybe I was in like early high school. Um, and I think mm-hmm. why really when it really kicked in was when I went to Harry Potter world or obviously wizarding wizarding world um I think that was when it really kicked in I was like I don't you know read these books more read watch the movies more my siblings loved it but I didn't really get into it until I went there and then I saw the immersion I was like oh my god this is awesome got my wand got my butterbeer it's great um and then once I started getting into it I went on Pottermore a lot and I was always like playing with the games I think I wanted when I was younger to be in Ravenclaw because I was like oh they're like they get like straight A's. And that was like me as a kid, I was very much like the honor student and would always be like that. But I think now my personality, if I'm really honest about it, my personality falls in the line between like Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Cause I like to take a lot of action and be very, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I'm very like, I like have to be hands-on with things. So I'm not a control freak, but I just like to be doing things. But then I'm also kind of just, I love to have fun and just be playful too. So I think I'm the mix between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. If I, I don't know if I could choose one. If I could really only choose one, I would probably do Gryffindor. But I'm going to blend them. So I'm going to say Gryffindor. I love that. I love that for you. I definitely get like major Gryffindor vibes from you. Like I really, really do. Just like from like just your initiative, like emailing me about this interview and um, like listening to your episode, like you are right. You do have this very like take charge. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to like go out there and like put myself out there. And I love that. I love that about you. I know it's like, it's kind of funny. I, I never thought of myself as a Gryffindor. I would, I think, you know why? Because every, I think, I think it's so like the default one that everyone's like, oh, I'm Gryffindor. Like, because, because everyone mm. in Harry Potter, like 90% of people in Harry Potter books are Gryffindor or, or Slytherin. Like it's not really that balanced. Um, so yeah. for me, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be basic. I'm going to be Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. And then I was like, but I'm really not like Ravenclaw anymore. Like I used to be very much, but like now I'm like, no, like I, I've, I've left that part of me behind, but now I'm definitely, yeah, that's, like, definitely you need a little Hufflepuff. I think everyone needs a little Hufflepuff in them. He's light in the mind. I agree. Uh, my secondary house is also Hufflepuff. So I, I agree with that. We all need a little Hufflepuff in our life. Um, so let's get into my, arguably my favorite part of the new layout for the episodes. And that is our lightning round. Um, so Jonathan is going to put two minutes on the clock and I have just a bunch of questions randomized and we'll give you two minutes to answer. And if you want to skip, just say skip and we'll kind of go through and see how many you can rapid fire at us. Cool. That sounds good. I'm ready. Okay. I'm excited. Jonathan is two minutes on the clock. All right. 
Okay, so according to Walt Disney, which scene in a classic Disney princess movie was his favorite piece of animated work? Oh, it's either Sleeping Beauty or Snow White. Oh, very, very close. It's Cinderella's dress transformation. Oh, that's a good, that, that I haven't heard it before, but I was in the, I was in the, the, the era. Yes, iconic. Okay, um, favorite Pixar film? Toy Story 2. Oh, oh, okay. Hot take. Um, who was the only, oh no. Favorite Disney park? Uh, you Disneyland. One. You said Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I would agree with that. Um, which villain would you party with? Maleficent. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Disney film that you find boring? The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, that's kind of I love my it, but it's a little, a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little bit dark too. <laughs> it is very dark. Which Disney villain could you be in a committed relationship with? Mm, mm, mm. Um, I feel like Darth Vader would be a little bit creepy, a little bit sketched, so I'm gonna skip. <laughs> oh no, I would choose Darth Vader in a hot second. Um, <laughs> why is it all the villain questions? Least favorite Disney song? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, that is so hard. I'm trying to think of which ones I don't like. It might be something from, oh, Someday My Prince Will Come. I don't like that song. Sorry. Yeah. It's a little bit, no, it's I, just not, it's not, it's not the vibe of 2021. No, that's fair. Okay, so that's the timer, but let's do one last final question. Underrated Disney film. Underrated? Ooh. Oh my gosh, that is a hard question. I feel like I feel like Dory doesn't get enough love. I don't know. I feel oh, like yeah. that might be a hot no, take. I agree. You know? I feel like it was the great, finding Dory. It was just kind of passed over. I agree. I I low-key almost liked it better than Finding Nemo. I think so, too. I, I mean, I love Nemo, but, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's a little bit, mm, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone has everyone has different, like, hot takes and opinions on all these things, but it just, it comes down to what can you watch over and over again? And for me, I think I would watch Dory more often. Maybe just because Ellen agree. is, you know, stellar, but. Queen. Um. So... Let's talk a little bit about just um, like Disney and Universal more in depth. So I would love to hear about the first time that you went to Disney and to Universal. Okay. So I started out going to Disneyland and um, Universal Hollywood. So I had family in California and it's funny because I would go from the East coast to the West coast before, before I ever even went to Florida, I would go to California consistently. So we started going to Disneyland. So that's why it's my favorite Disney park because it's my first park that I ever went to. So I have fond memories of that. My first time, I think I was three or four. Um, we had, you know, it was one of those, I wasn't really, um, I don't know. I don't know if I was like aware that I was going to Disney. I was like, 
it was just kind of like the thing that you do, but what the thing mm-hmm. that you do became for us kind of a tradition instead. So instead of being like something to check off the list, it became this destination that I would always want to go back to. My first time I was there with um, my brother, my dad, and my sister. And it was, it was kind of one of those trips that was very needed. We had some rough stuff going on in our life at that time. And I think that Disney kind of just kind of gave us that sense of serenity and fun and we still have all, all these pictures around our house so like the first time we we're there I had this wacky hair like I don't know what my hair was doing when I was three years old I had like this weird curly like blob on my head but it's amazing because when I look at those pictures there's me and I'm having like my ice cream in the airport and I'm having fun and I think for me my first trip to Disney was something that really like stuck in my mind because when I was in Disneyland there were a few rides that I was like, I used to be so scared of roller coasters and anything and rides. Um, but those rides really kind of introduced me to make me feel more confident that I could like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And I think also when I went to Disney, it helped spark that imagination back to my mind. I was like, this is real. Mm-hmm. This can be real. Storytelling is alive and it's not just in books and not just in movies. And there's different ways to experience it. And so my first time then and Universal too was actually very interesting because Universal Hollywood Studios is way, way, way different than Universal Orlando. Or not Hollywood Studios, sorry. Yeah, that's what Universal I hear. Hollywood. I haven't uh, ever been to Hollywood. Like, yeah. So it's it's so different than than Orlando. Orlando's great um for the rides and the immersion that they definitely built in over the past couple of years, but Hollywood's way different because they have, you know, you can actually go, you're in like Burbank and you can actually go into movie sets and I think for me I was like oh my yeah God, I love that amazing and again that's something that sparked something in me when I was four years old that I want to be a creator mm-hmm. and a writer that's someone that just puts together these you know amazing spectacles so for me those were like just absolutely magical magical times and then when I went to Florida a few years later when I was like six or seven um went to Disney World and did all of that but then I, I think I just have a special place in my heart for California because it was my first first park and um that's where the magic kind of started for me but I think that yeah. not, they don't they nothing not one is not better than the other in my opinion I think they're both definitely separate yeah they definitely have a very different vibe California has such a special place in my heart too um it's just it's there's just something so special and magical about it being the first and you feel like Walt everywhere in the park and every there's a couple people that are like oh but it's so small and like it's kind of underwhelming like if you've gone to Disney World first and you go to California and like after you've gone to Disney World like yes of course it's not on the scale that Disney World is but I did not find that its smallness was a negative factor for it like I was like it feels so charming and like just homey and cozy and yeah I I loved I love Disneyland so so much um so why do you think Disney is so special to you I think it's because I think a big big part of it is nostalgia um just I, I think a lot of it is nostalgia coming back to it um like coming back to those early memories and then wanting to recreate those but I think think why it continues to be special is because it's always evolving and it's always changing and it's not it never goes stale for me there's always a few classics Mm. and always a few staples that I'll always do but there's always so much so many new things that you can do and explore and 
I mean, just look at the past couple of years, like the the additions that we've gotten, we've gotten Galaxy's Edge on both coasts. We have Toy Story Land and mm-hmm. there's more stuff coming both to Disney and to Universal. And it's just, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff that always changes. And I think they are doing a lot better now with kind of changing with the times, um, both just in the parks and in, the, in their in um, their storytelling states and movies and shows that they're coming out with. I think they're really moving with the times and kind of giving people more of, you know, real life as it is in 2021. So I think that also yeah. translates into, you know, again, the theming that the re-themings that they'll do in the parks. So I think for me, it's something that it's never, it never goes stale. It's never dull. So when someone says, oh, you're going to Disney again, I know I always get that. It's like, it's like, oh, you're going to Disney. Oh, and like the other person's not really a Disney fan or they don't follow up with it. They don't, they think it's Magic Kingdom and it's, it's a small world on like a loop 24 seven. That's over all Disney is all the time. Yeah. And that's all it'll ever be. It's like, no, that's so not true. There's so much going on. Like I have, I have to convince my, like my parents, like my dad's very much into Disney, but my mom hasn't been to Disney since she was like 17 and she's not a ride person. I was like, mom, you're going to love Epcot. Like I can take you around. Mm-hmm. We can do like wine samplings and then you can try all these different foods from different countries. And I think there's just, there's something for everyone and there's something that everyone can experience together. So I don't know. I just think it's, it's a once, it's a once in a lifetime experience for some people, but it's also kind of a way of life for others um, in terms mm-hmm. of it's always a story that you get, you get to play with and you get to be kind of a grown-up in a playground and you get to be a kid in a playground so it's for all ages and again it's just it's always evolving there's always something new to do and there's always stuff that you can always go back to that you enjoyed when you were younger too yeah for sure so let's piggyback off of that is that why obviously Disney touches so many different people Um, And I love what you just said. For some people, it's going to be that once in a lifetime thing. And then for others, it's going to be a way of life. Um, But why do you think it is that Disney is so important to so many people from across the board? I think I think that's actually really cool. Um, It's a it's like one of those places, very few places on Earth where millions of people feel like it's their second home like Mm. so many people go there and it's okay I mean obviously there's Disney vacation clubs that's actually a second home um but like you know I (laughs) mean you know what I mean like they always say welcome (laughs) home to them so it's like it is really their home but I mean you have that but the everyone I mean you could speak English or you could not even speak English but you can but two people can still bond over riding Pirates of the Caribbean you can still bond over having that same experience from I mean I love It's a Small World. It's a little bit controversial now because everyone's like, why wait like an hour to just hear the song on loop? But like, I would do it because I love it, you know, or go on Figment. Like it's everyone can have, multiple people can have the same experience and the shared experience with other people, even though you might come from different walks of life or you speak different languages. And another Mm -hmm. thing that's just so amazing is that the magic, that that sense of magic, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't start um with one culture and end with another it's everyone has that same sense of magic and I think a lot of storytelling values I mean that's pretty much what Disney is the storytelling values from the second you step on property they affect everyone and they're not just meant for one person or for one demographic they reach everyone because those those storytelling values of magic and fun and wonder and curiosity they're universal across all cultures Mm -hmm. so I think that's why so many people from across the world will come there I think for a lot of people it's um just this the, this idealized place where they want to see it. But I think what 
draws people back is the are the values and the sense of fun and wondering and magic. And I honestly think that you know when they their brand reputation is founded on creating magical experiences, they're not just saying that just to say it. It's you know everyone I think that has gone to Disney at least once or a couple of times, you can pinpoint a few moments where you had that magical moment, whether a cast member actually made something happen for you or you just witnessed something. Um, Maybe you just Mm -hmm. saw the castle for the first time and you're just like, wow, this is really amazing. Like I'm actually in a story right now. Or you see someone that's dressed in costume and maybe maybe on screen, you hadn't seen people that looked like you for a really long time. But then all of a sudden when you're, you know, in the parks, you see someone that looks like you and you can actually resonate with and kind of seems like came, maybe came from your part of walk of life so it's just mm-hmm. there's greater I think now which is really amazing representation I think we're still we still need to you know, keep on that track for sure but I yeah, think for, for sure. so many people there's the magic and the underlying feeling of magic and wonders there and now we're just building on top of it with just greater representation and then you just feel the sense of inclusivity growing there ever since that it you know, there was the magic and wonder that started it, but now we're just, we're snowballing in. I think that's probably what draws people back and why it draws so many people from so many countries back there too. Yeah, no, I absolutely completely agree 1000%. All right. So let's end on one of the most fun questions, I think, of the pod. And we're, of course, you know that we are called Bippity Boppity Basics. We love our Harry Potter and Disney, but we also just love kind of reclaiming the word basic from um, the the slightly negative connotation that it has and kind of celebrating the fact that we can come together and be basic together. So, Tell me about a specific time in your life that you thought to yourself, this is the most basic thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm here with you on the, on the celebrating the basic because I think it's a shared ritual that we all have with each other that like we either want to admit or not. So I think we should celebrate it. For me, I'm going to bring it Disney related. So um, I think it would be, and thank you to my dad who will willingly go along with anything when he goes to a Disney park with me um, because I'm large and in charge and when we're there together. So it would probably be planning my Epcot day around getting the lighting right at the purple wall, just because you got to, you know, kind of capture at the right moment. And if you're not there at the right moment and it gets busy, then it gets crowded and then the stuff grows and then it's raining. So it's like, got to time it right. Almost like when fast pass was used to be a thing, having to time that right. Mm -hmm. It is now it's pretty much my own. A separate attraction. I feel like they're probably going to start a queue for it. Oh, probably. It's like, it's so hard too because it's right as you exit Spaceship Earth and it's so awkward to be like trying to get your cute moment in front of the bubblegum wall and then people are exiting and you're like, I'm so sorry. You can, you can walk ahead of me. Yeah. Like, mm, don't mind me. It's like so like cringy because it's so basic that you're just like, mm, this is awkward. And, and they're like, oh, and they do that weird thing where they like, like pause and flinch and wait. And you're like, no, you can go. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. And I'm going to do it when I, you know, when I get down there, I'm going to have my DCP button. What am I celebrating? I'm going to go right. Wow. Yes. Well, I'm going to go all the spots in every park. I'm going to shine. That yes. Button. I think that at that point, that would probably be my most basic thing. We'll take I button, put it everywhere. <laughs> I just love that so much for you. And I just 
send that picture to us when you finally have it because I just want to celebrate that on the podcast because that is like such the epitome of like Disney basic is like all the Instagrammable walls at every park with your little DCP button. That just makes my heart so happy. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me too. This is again, once in a lifetime, like who would have thought six months ago, I would not have thought that I would be chatting with you and like being on your podcast like this is amazing oh my gosh that makes my heart so happy thank you so much for coming on the podcast I had the time of my life having this conversation with you oh my god me too like I'll retweet that all day (laughs) I love that so much thank you so much Maya thank you thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed it Be sure to follow the pod and let me know what you thought of today's episode. All of our links are in the show notes and description box down below. And if you're listening to today's episode, please give us a rate and review. And don't forget to include your Instagram handle to be featured as our basic of the week. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell. I upload new episodes on Wednesday and other videos for more Magic Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Until then, basics, stay magical.